Okay, so we're going to get started. So those of you who have joined us, that's excellent. Uh, this is really about, the title says creating a leadership uh, movement. Uh, really, that's about digging deeper and finding, you know, ultimately your your niche, who you want to serve in the marketplace. And in my experience that have been in business for a long time, you can never do this enough. Uh, I know even with Create PT Wealth, when we started 10 years ago, uh, the, the niche we marked out, carved out for ourselves back then was very unique and we were the only ones doing it in that time. Of course, as uh, people see you become successful in a certain area, then people, then they do go to, you know, to copy and try to emulate what you're doing. So uh, with that being said, you do have to continuously look around and make sure that you know where you're fitting into the marketplace and that you're not just getting swallowed up amongst all the other people out there if you're looking and sounding the same. So the thing that we noticed even in the last couple of years is that we've had to really reinvent ourselves and, you know, uh, work a bit, a bit smarter and differently and, you know, put more energy effort into creating our leadership movement and, uh, and, and the niche that we want to we wanna target for because as we started to, you know, get competition come into the marketplace, of course, you know, they just start to copy what you say, what you do, and um, ultimately you get King a bit lost in the crowd. And even though we've been around the longest, you know, be it that people don't know that, uh, again, people just go, well, there's these guys, these guys, these guys, they're all sounding the same, doing the same thing. What's really the major difference between them? So it's why it's very important that we're continuously you know, looking at our niche market and the movement that we want to create. And there's going to be a few parts of this series. And t today I just want to cover off on the um, the creating the leadership movement part one uh, and then break it up in steps. Otherwise, it's, it's just too much to consume in one time. So uh, I'd rather do more quality and shorter chunks than just going through. This this particular uh, sessions or the sessions I've got in mind for these webinars, I taught at the internship. In, uh, in Sydney, uh, in our last Sydney internship. Uh, and so, for, you know, for those who couldn't get there or weren't there because you come on board new or you're not in the internship but you get to watch this, then it's, uh, it's very important that I wanted everyone to see it. So if we get into it, the objectives is, uh, I guess, firstly, back out of a sub-niche and create a new niche. And I'll talk more about that in a second. But ultimately, it's what I was saying that happened crap PT Wealth. We, uh, we had a niche that we were the uh, owners of when we started this company 10 years ago, but then we found ourselves in what we call sub-niche and that was just, we were just filled with other competitors that started to come on the scene. And so we need, really needed to get out of looking like everybody else and then, then start to create a new niche again. So be more creative to carve out your niches and it's one area that uh, I used to think that people got lazy with, but I think it's just, again, just not spending enough time and uh, educating yourself in this part. So that's why attending this type of uh, workshop or this type of training is good to start to get some ideas, get some creative juices flowing and to really look at your business from an outside perspective. Uh, next would be what do you need to become a as a leader? And uh, that, this will start to move into some of the additional sessions, not so much of that today. Uh, and then we'll go into creating your movement uh, at some later uh, webinars as well. So, Really what we're going to look at today is the, the whole backing out of the sub-niche and creating a new, new niche, but just to set the context for what we're going to be covering is uh, we're going to go into these other things that fall below it. So, And, and the, the main thing that we wanted to do and the thing that I would really encourage uh, others to do is to... Uh, is to then start to look for creating a new opportunity for your niche market. And buying new opportunity is, I'm not sure why this is, keep doing this. Um, 
what we want to aim to do is uh, by creating a new opportunity is is give people something that looks different, feels different, because if they've been to a gym before, had a trainer before, um, or something that's very similar, people don't always want uh, a different thing of what they've already achieved and maybe failed at and it's very hard for people to take responsibility for that so if it's something new and it seems new and it feels new sounds new then that's that's what really people will want in terms of their psychology so all right if we look at the online marketing side of things you know this is really where it's at in this day and age so if you're not if you're not keeping up with this part you know if you're not doing search engine optimizations you don't have content blogs lists uh, be found on Facebook, social media, then uh, you know you could get up behind. And saying that, you've got to look at your market again. If you know your niche market well, and uh, see where do they hang out, because for some markets they go, they just wouldn't use Facebook. Uh, we saw some stats of the baby boomers from their workshop we just had in the Gold Coast. The older generation are, are slowly starting to, you know, use it more and more. But you do have to look at your niche market and go, where do they hang out? Because predominantly it may not be on social media. Uh, overall, in a general sense of where the way the world's going, that uh, you know, social media is, is prevalent. The first question uh, is like, who are you going to serve? So to create a movement, you need to ask yourself, who do you want to serve? And you know, again, some people may be, you might be very clear on this at this point. Uh, some of you may not not be clear on it, and you're still working on it. That's fine. That's what we're going to do in this first session. Uh, yeah, even if you do feel you're clear on it, I find there's always the next level and things that you can refine with it. So uh, it can be hard at times to identify exactly who that is because uh, I guess there's so many options in this day and age. There's so many opportunities. So. I also believe sometimes that that's the that's that can be the bigger problem is go oh, well you know I actually can do this 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 and this there's a number of things I can do, which can then cloud you know your your judgment in terms of going well let's just focus on one or two at the time so it can be challenging sometimes. Uh, so we'll run through a process to help identify that part. Uh, we, we're not going to do it in pairs because this was uh, for the workshop that we, we ran. But what I'll get you to do at this point, just by yourself, for those who are on there, and if you are watching this video later date, it'll be time to pause, actually pause the video when you're watching it uh, as the replay is, just to answer why, did, why is it important that you continue to spend time in this area. So for those who are on, on the call now, I'll just give you to write that, write that question down. And uh, just just briefly uh, write a few points of why you believe it's it would be important to spend time on it, given what we just talked about. And we won't spend a lot of time on it, but just a couple of key points. All right, so uh, Mikhail, I know that I've got you there on Speakabout. So just uh, out of curiosity, what were some of the things you might have written down on that in regards to this area? Um, so you know what text or copy to put with ads and how to grab your target's attention. So like you can find out what, um, what areas they're struggling with. Yeah, and agree with Add that into there, yeah. Yeah, agree 100%. The more that you understand intimately your your niche mark and who you want to serve, the, the easier it is to craft your message and, and speak specifically to that, you know, uh, niche market. So I agree, 100% does make it a lot easier. 
if we look at if we look at the first step, it's looking at the core market. So your core market, you know, basically, I guess for all of us, will fit into what you'd say the health and fitness industry. I guess so. It's we'll just call it health for the sake of uh, doing this demonstration. So. If people view us that way or we're in the health uh, arena, then we need to dig, you know, I guess two levels deeper to find your specific audience. So a lot of this stuff I was learning from um, a couple of the people that I really respect in this area as well. So it's, 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 it's been really good to then come on and, you know, teach the current stuff that we've been using a lot lately. So step one, the core market is we look at some multiple sub-markets inside of a core market. So example might be, well, you've got weight loss, there's muscle building, there's maybe strength, uh, maybe, you know, diet, there's... That's what I'd call a sub-market that fit inside of the core. So in the health spectrum, you've got weight loss, there's maybe muscle building, maybe rehab, prehab. They're all the things that would fit inside of that market. Um, and when you look at it, the list can go on and on and on. So there's always new sub-markets popping up that would fit into that, you know. So given given that we know that part, the quest, the real the question is, you know, what sub-market does your area of expertise fit into? Uh, so you can just write that down now. So what is what is the sub-market your area fits into? Is it weight loss? Is it muscle building? Is it strength training? You know, is it um, is it rehab? Uh, prehab? Is it you know um, for the elderly? What what is it? What area do you actually you know currently fit into your sub-market? And you might have a couple. So again, if you're watching this as a replay, then you just you would pause it, make sure you do the work on it, and uh, complete all the exercises. Otherwise, all you're doing is just going through and, and watching and listening a video. So once you've got that, uh, what we could say is the, the multiple sub-markets in the core of the market. So we went through the, the some of the examples. So we said that that could be endless. We look at now. You may think you found your answer by going, okay, that's where I fit into weight loss, muscle building, strength, whatever it may be. But when we break it down, the money's not not in the sub-market. So you definitely don't want to be just in weight loss, just in muscle building and strength because there's so many other people out there doing it and uh, that's where you can get lost in it. So <clears throat> and most people stop because they're not sure to go to that next level or really explore it further. So... Uh, you know, people can get lazy because they just go, right, that's a special on weight loss and that's where they stay and then they wonder why their marketing's ineffective or they're not getting the leads they want, um, harder to command a, a better price uh, or to be really known as an expert in that field. So what, what's been said for many, many years now in the marketing arena and businesses, the riches are in the, in the niches, niches. So, and uh, normally they're just one step beyond the sub-market. So that's why we keep spending time in this area to make sure that we're really clear on what is the market niche that we want to attract and that we're not just, you know, blending in with everybody else out there. So the way that it would look is this, so that you'd have the market of being in health. So we'd um, need to look around and, and, uh, and look at others in your sub-market and see what they are selling. So it's a good good idea often to to stop and, and assess your competition. Now, I don't really, you know, get emotionally triggered by what they're doing, but we do need to know, okay, well, what are they selling? What are they promoting? Uh, because I need to know, hang on, are we just blending in with them or not? So it doesn't matter if you work out of a gym, if you've got a studio, outdoor boot camps, you would, you would start to assess some of the, you know, I guess others in your sub-market. Uh, next is then you'd ask yourself, where do you fit into the ecosystem? So in amongst all that, um, 
again, what, whereabouts are you fitting in? And you go, look, oh, well, at the moment, if I was honest, after doing that assessment, uh, I'm probably just another number in a long list of people that are saying and doing a similar thing. Uh, as a result of that, is that having an impact on my business? So uh, next is what, what can you offer people that's different and special? And uh, again, it's it's really worth the time in this area doing that. So the more that you brainstorm, the more you give a bit of time every week. Like I, I don't just allow even just 30, 30, 30 minutes to an hour every week on a Friday to really stop and ask some of these questions. Because, well, <clears throat> what that does is it taps into your subconscious part of the brain where, you know, all your intuition, creativity, all that, that is housed. And what you're doing is you're actually effectively asking that subconscious of your mind of yours to go to work for you beyond that 30 minutes to an hour because it's going to start that uh, RIS, the, the part of your brain that starts to, you know, look for clues and look for answers outside of just that time that you allow. So you'd ask questions like this, what can what can you offer? What can we offer people that's different and special? And you, and you keep repeating that, repeating that, repeating it. And again, what normally happens is people stop too soon before they actually really, you know, get to the gold. Uh, the goal then is to carve out a unique spot that you can thrive in. So ultimately, yeah, that's what you want to do. You, you want to move out of that uh, sub-market and create your own own market. So a book that I recommend if you haven't read already is The Blue Ocean Strategy. And uh, I'll give you an overall summary, summary of what it's about in a, in a moment. But the concept you'll see... Uh, will make sense and what I like about the book is it, it does it in a real simple simple way but wholly effective that will get you to start thinking differently about your business and how you position it. So you can see down the bottom there's the market of health and fitness. There's a sub-market that we've just started to talk about where we currently fit in. Is it weight loss? Is it muscle gain? What is it? And then it's um, your niche. So then creating out your niche out and pulling yourself out of that sub-market. So uh, if we look at if we look at people that are you know I guess go beyond you know just thrive uh, just surviving in business or going okay it's the ones who look for new opportunities inside of their sub niche market so the 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 book that I was referring to the blue ocean talks about there's you know I guess when we started crap two well ten years ago we were in a blue ocean we're the only ones doing it so you know there's no one else there occupying that space so you know untapped you know so it was you know, it was uncontested un un market space uh, because there was maybe other business coaches out there at that stage, you know, but nothing specifically for the industry. So we were the first, long, first ones really to come along and say, look, if you're in the fitness industry, we've got a special program. We're experts in that area and we can help you. Uh, you know, and so competition was irrelevant back then. We weren't really competing with anybody, you know, and we spent the first two, three years really owning that space and, and building it up. So I think it wasn't until about three or four years in that we noticed some people then starting to, you know, copy us. And it was really when Facebook really kicked off with their marketing. That's when we noticed the competition really popping up. So you can see all the, um, you can you can see that even maybe for you when you started a business, you might have been in a blue ocean where, you know, you didn't have anyone around you or competition or there wasn't that there but then you know you, you slowly start to see people pop up uh <clears throat> what happens is when what happened to us is then of course you know starts to turn to us being in a red ocean and we need to be on top of that and identify that pretty quickly because you're competing in an existing marketplace so you know uh fernwood i guess female fitness like they they were one of the first ones you know to big big franchise that arena 
um, you know, uh, mums and barbs boot camp. So it would have been a time where, you know, maybe if someone had been around longest, would have been, you know, they go, oh, my area, you know, 15 years ago I was doing mums and bubs and I was the only one there. And then, of course, you know, um, then in that same area there might be 30 people doing it, you know, 40 people doing it. So then everyone's competing in this already existing marketplace. So uh, then it becomes on, you know, uh, Competing on price and all this stuff, so you can see all you can see you can see all the effects it would have uh, in the red red ocean if someone just then comes and opens up. Like uh, it blows my mind with cafes and stuff like that. You know, people open up a cafe right next door to, a, to three or four cafes already there, and you know you can see why that industry struggles a lot. There's a lot of cafes always shutting down because it's just, there's no real big point of difference. So. That's that's definitely worth a read, and it'll just start to change the way you really do view your business. And uh, you, you'd want to get out of this red ocean as, as to, to the best of your abilities you can, and get back into a blue ocean and, and you know, create those opportunities for yourself. Um, any questions on that at this stage? Anybody got any questions? Uh, I, I see uh, Michaela's muted again now. I mean, I think you guys can unmute yourself anyway. Uh, if you do have any questions, just feel free to unmute and uh, ask. But I'd say everyone's good. All right, moving on. So to carve out your spot, uh, again, we look at the market we're in, sub-market that you're currently identified, and then we just start to look at what are some of the niches that, are, that could be around you as well, and then where do you fit into, and this again I call the ecosystem. So out of the sub-market that you're in. Uh, chat, someone's got a question. Oh, thanks, Carla. Cool. <laughs> Your sister's making all the noise. Eh? It's all good. Uh, I appreciate you just uh, blocking that out. That's cool. So what we're going to look at is then, you know, where do you then fit into the other niches? Where can you specifically fit in? And, again, like some of this stuff can be kind of challenging. It can feel frustrating and uh, – you know, I guess that's the part. The part that I look from a psychological point of view is when you have that feeling, is just make it okay to have it. It means that you're getting closer to where you actually want to be. Uh, on the flip side, this is where the emotional intelligent part comes into place because some people, when they feel that, you know, frustration or, you know, feel a bit defeated by this or I'm so far away, I'm, I just don't know, I'm not getting it, then most people want that feeling to go away and they just go back to what they were doing. Even though they know that it's, there's probably more for their business, they, they could get through the other side, that they allow that emotional component just to, to dictate. So just understand that it's normal to get a bit frustrated or if you're not there. Uh, on the flip side, it can be easy. It might just come to you really easy as well. But uh, point being is that just keep pursuing with it. Uh, it doesn't matter if it takes one week, one month, six months. Yeah, it'll be re really worth it because once you get there, it's it's yeah, it's, that's where the gold is. So... Probably, it probably sums up this part here, which is, you know, it can make sense conceptually. So, a lot of theorologically, but putting it into practice can be a little harder to nail down, you know, just the right niche. So, again, that just backs up what I was saying there. Just just be patient with yourself. Just keep putting the time and energy effort into it. And like I said, I'd much rather see you all spend half an hour a week spending time on this just, you know, to, to go through these questions, keep refining it, putting time and energy, and then just to ignore it altogether. So I guarantee you, once you do that, it'll come. So some examples to illustrate those blue oceans uh, that we're talking about is, again, like health. It could be like, you know, you go, where do I fit in my sub-market? Well, I'm in pain relief. Uh, and the niche that I want to now create, I want to move out of that 
this one here being the sub niche and I want to move into now, move paying free for over 50s. And so that may be an example. Now, given that, like this is an example, so there may be already people doing this. There might, there might be a red ocean already in this part, but I'm just saying that some people might come into the business, going, I'm in the health and fitness industry, what I'm going to specialise in pain relief. And so they started at that, at that point. That's the sub-market, but then there's a lot of people competing with it, so they go, all right, I need to really hone in on my niche and go, who do I want to serve, who do I want to help, and uh, who am I good at doing that? And it's very pain-free for over 50, so now I've really honed in on that niche market. Now you can look around your area, wherever you are, and you go, look, there's not really anyone else doing that. So at the moment, the blue ocean is all mine. I'm, you know, I'm uncontested in it, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, next, it could be nutrition. So someone who's going, well, I'm actually into training, but I, I focus on the nutrition part of it. And funny enough, uh, you know, there's a lot of dietitians out there, nutritionists, they're all saying a similar thing. I don't really know who to specialise in. Uh, and then there might someone go, high-fat diets to lose body fat. Now, what I've noticed pop up a lot is like the whole keto thing. Now, keto's been around forever, but I noticed that the supplements, there's all this stuff. Now, uh, again, you know, I was talking about this with Brad the other day. So when it first started to become popular again, I saw these supplements popped up. And now there's a million different supplements. So how they really have a big point of difference, um, I'm not sure because I've had a few people contact me about their supplements and their different keto supplements. And I go, well, what's the major real difference? And they've all struggled to tell me, oh, it's backed by scientists and assistants. I go, yeah, but that's what the other 400 of them that I've read told me about have said the same thing, you know. So there's nothing really setting you guys apart. Um, someone might use a celebrity to, to, to endorse their product, uh, but I think you get the point. So, again, there might have been someone coming in, nutrition, and they're going, I want to stand out. I want to actually, you know, not this low carb, all this stuff. What I actually want to do is people would like to eat, you know, high-fat diets to lose body fat, you know. So that could have been a niche and carved out, not just sticking with their sub-niche. Uh, weight loss, again, it could be like, you know, I want to help people with weight loss, and I, I hear it time and time again. Of course, you know, working with many trainers and seminars, oh, especially in weight loss, they go, well, weight loss for who? And, and maybe in this case, it's weight loss for, for menopausal women, you know, and uh, it was actually Robin Morrison from our program that I was talking to a number of months ago, and she was stuck on this cycle a little bit where she goes, oh, I'm kind of, I want to weight loss for women, and then we, when we finally got to what she specialises in, she's got experience in, first-hand experience, and... Uh, track record in she's go well look you know dealing with women who are uh, weight loss for menopausal women plus other things but that was the that was the niche and uh she's in a smaller town and so there was no one else really doing it so that's an opportunity for her to go well why would you go and want to try to then conf compete with all the other trainers and gyms and all that in there that are saying a similar thing about weight loss that's what people expect from those services and why don't you just become the you know, the go-to person, that area, and, uh, you know, then uh, construct all your marketing, advertising, everything, like what Carla said before, on, you know, approaching that mark and become known as the expert and specialist in that area. So that's uh, very important. Next might be muscle building. So, you know, I've heard plenty of trainers go, yeah, I actually, you know, I want to focus on getting people to put on muscle. And uh, I go, again, okay, there's probably plenty of people that can do that, they are saying that and do it. So... Uh, you know, is there another niche within that sub-niche that you want to specialise in? And, uh, you know, there was a couple of people I spoke to that went, yeah, actually, it's actually for more uh, men over 40 who maybe have struck or struggling to do it. Their testosterone has decreased a little bit and so they've got natural ways to help 
increase that, you know, um, by eating a certain way, training a certain way, and, and that's what they're focused on. So now it's just about not about just muscle building for anybody and everybody, even though they could do that. It's they wanted to focus on this new niche to go, well, yeah, there's not many people doing it. Uh, I've even known people that specialise with, you know, someone who does uh, not naturally, but they have the testosterone replacement. So they've lined themselves with a doctor and the whole thing is to, to help put on that lean muscle gain for men over 40 who have had that drop in testosterone and all the other things that go along with that. So uh, I think there's some really good illustrations here at the moment that you can see to take yourself out of the sub-market that you might be in and just go that step further. Now, I'm not saying these are the best ever, but there are good examples of, you know, if you're just stuck on one of these sub-markets that uh, you could keep exploring and going, right, how do I get to that next level? Because remember, the, the riches are in, that, in, the, in the real deep niches that you can then own and, and uh, dominate. Uh, not seeing any questions come through. If you do, you can, you can rather unmute yourself again or you can, uh, you know, like Michaela just did before, ask a question by the chat button. So as you can see, you just need to be a little bit creative, but it's, it, is the, it is the key, you know, to success in, in, you know, your business moving forward. Next is what, what you have to offer must be different from everyone else in the marketplace. So again, this is where you would, you would take some time to stop and assess and, and just go, is what I'm offering, you know, is it different? Or again, is it just sounding and looking and feeling like some, everybody else? So I've done a bit of an analysis of uh, competition and uh, is it a little bit different? Now, again, if you were to spend a, a brief time weekly, and I would really highly encourage you if you're going to be in business and business for a long time to be successful, if you're not allowing at least an hour a week to do brainstorming, come up with ideas, assess your current business model, then you're not really working on the business for growth. You're just working in it. So I'd really just stop and sharpen the saw as often as you can. Now, I've filled so many books this year already. Uh, I buy these gold books. I call them my, my, millionaire's, uh, my millionaire, millionaire's Notebook because it's just a time where every week I, I put down some ideas. Now, most of them, you know, I never action. I'll never do. But, it, again, it just keeps my subconscious always looking on how can I be creative? How can I solve some current issues in my current business? You know, if I have a problem in my current business and I'm, I'm stuck on, it's no good just being stuck on it, being frustrated. I look at every day writing down three or four ways that I could overcome it. And so this goes way beyond just this marketing that we're talking about today and your niche. It's about really training yourself to become that creative genius and finding solutions and, and keeping your brain active in terms of coming up with new new ways that you can be different in the marketplace. Otherwise, what happens is you just tend to inadvertently and by accident copy what you see out there. So as you start looking around at the other experts and your competition in your sub-market, you're going to find out who your competition actually are. So you're going to look at what they teach and how they do it. And, and it is worthwhile to, to do that. It doesn't matter, again, if you're in a gym, you run a studio, outdoor boot camp, you do want to know where you are currently being viewed at. And that's really the question. If people are searching for a service, you want to make sure that, you know, you just stop blending in with everybody else. Uh, then you'll start to see where you fit into the ecosystem, as we talked about. Now, identifying the markets that you want to serve. So these are some questions that are good to answer. So make sure the market can sustain my niche. So a, couple, a lot of times you might have a niche market um, and, and you think it's a good idea, but we really want to make sure that <coughs> there's plenty of people in that niche market to sustain it. So 
number one is would people in this sub market be excited about the new opportunity I'm presenting? So our other aim is to pull people out of you know maybe a, a sub market they're in now and come over and to to join your business and and they, there has to be enough excitement they've got to really want to do that to come out of their current one so we need to make sure that they'd be excited about your new opportunity or your new offer so again there might be uh, you know weight loss weight loss for you know just for women in general and then like robin's got then all of a sudden here's a new opportunity a new market that comes up and that is weight loss for women who are going through menopause and the women in this group are going shit that's what i've suffering with that's what i've got i think i'm gonna go and check out this one because it's more specific for my needs not to say there's anything wrong with the service i've been using but now there's this one that's specifically for me that's what i'm going to follow um uh, my own personal example is um a lot of you may know i'm in running to my Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I love it. I've been doing it for like the last 13, 14 years. Uh, now I've studied a lot of different people and then there's a couple of people that I follow now that have had jiu-jitsu for 40 it's because totally different training the way you train when you're 20 to 30, 40 and, and that could be true for a lot of different sports and activities and so now while I don't discount, uh, dis uh, discount some of the people that don't teach that, the ones that I mainly follow now are these particular two couple of people because they understand what it's like to be in your 40s that they have uh, been training for a long period of time you know and rather than uh, you know there's a couple of younger guys out there like while I still like I said I, I like following them as well they've got plenty to offer plenty of teaching they just don't understand what it's like to be a 40 yet because they're not there so there's another way where I've, I've kind of stopped following some of these other people that aren't in that market that would talk to me and now I'm following them. So there's another experience for my own uh, situation that's, uh, that's reinforced this concept. Uh, and we want them to be interested enough to take some form of action. And so that's part of our job with the marketing is to, is to get them interested enough to take, take that action. Now, again, the way that once you've got clarity on this, the way you uh, would do that is, is always by getting people to follow you. So you, you, your aim is always to build a following first. So again, there's the, uh, the market that we're falling into. Uh, now what we're looking at is the, uh, maybe it's a sub market where we've got muscle building for men over 40. And, uh, you know, next we're going, okay, next level is we're gonna pull these, that didn't come out right. Um, we're going to attempt to get the men in this category who already may be doing something to then jump into our new opportunity, which is then to increase testosterone naturally and build muscle quickly. So there may have been a market here that was uh, going, hey, if you're a man over 40, want to build muscle, that's great. But then we've created a product, service or opportunity uh, that can help increase testosterone naturally and build muscle muscle quickly. Uh, it could just be enough for these people to jump out of that sub niche and then get into this particular one over here. So that's that would be the thinking when you're looking at your business model, your structure. Uh, when you get that niche and you've, you're starting to work towards that, is then go right. Then how would we get other people to, you know, potentially leave, you know, some of these other things that aren't specifically just niche for them. Uh, next is number two is are people in this market passionate? So 
my first question though to everybody is but how passionate are you about it so i can tell you right now if brad and i weren't passionate about crappy to health there's no way that it would have it would have still been around 10 years later so i'm probably more passionate today than i was even 10 years ago because of the uh, impact i've seen uh, the business have but again this just sums up if it's only about oh i think this is a good market just to make some money then it's it's going to fail believe me so it's got to be a passionate about it so i would honestly get yourself to answer that question and you know go how passionate am i am, am i about it uh, because again in this day and age there's plenty of opportunities but it's really what you're passionate about that's going to make it successful so i would uh, again like this is in the workshop, but I would I would get yourself to write down a, a note to yourself, a letter to yourself about why you are passionate about it, and uh, uh, we'll we'll keep moving on with the with the with the lecture now. But I would get this you to do that straight away after this is just to write down right why you're passionate about it, and what you're looking for is any any kind of emotional response to it, feeling to it, and if you're not 100 passionate about it, then you can ask yourself some follow-on questions about it. So why why am I not? like passionate about it what would it take for me to be passionate about it what would that require and then you can start to dig a little bit deeper because either way you you, you want to know you want to if, if it's not they're not there's no real passion there when it gets tough and things get you know a little bit more challenging it's just when i find people just drop the ball and go home you know because it's just you know there's no passion there when you're really truly passionate about something you don't see the challenges um as you know as a bad thing you see it as an exciting thing to rise to, to rise and rise and develop and grow um, but when there's no passion there i see the people that you know when it's all good they're firing but when it gets a bit challenging they uh you know they drop their bundle if we look at uh communities so uh, are there online forums, social groups, dedicated this group, you know, Facebook groups, other fan pages, YouTube channels, podcasts, just to spend some time researching them. Uh, you know, I've got there now because we did this in the workshop, but I would I would spend as your next list of things to do is just to go, right, just spend some time searching it. Now, if, you're, if you were uh, specialising in women for, you know, weight loss, with menopause or is it just women who are going through menopause just start to look at some of these communities because then what you can do is tap into them so you go oh, yeah okay there's there's a couple of facebook pages or social groups where it's women going through menopause now uh that might be a good opportunity for you to come in and contribute add value first of course you always want to add value contribute uh and then you can become maybe the the, the go-to person who specializes in you know helping with the weight loss and in, in going through this in this particular you know niche market so it's it's really important that you can align yourself with some of these groups and i, I call it who has your clients before you do where do they hang out what do they read what are their interests and uh you know again if we can if we can identify with these people then it makes it easier for us to market, know where to spend our time, where to, where to deliver our message, who to speak to. It just makes life a hell of a lot easier. So that'll be the next part of the takeaway today is to do that part of the work. Now, if you're watching this again uh, as a replay and you're going through this, then you would I, I would just be doing it right now. I'd be stopping and, and getting stuck into it. Next is, if you look at things like vocabulary, does this market have its own language and what are some of them? So you know, again, uh, for you guys watching this now, this is something that you'll go away and complete. Uh, if you're watching this recording, you're, you're going to rip into it now. 
And you might have to Google it. You might have to say, is there some type of own language that these people use? Now, if you're dealing with, um, you know, young guys from their 20s and 30s who want to put on, put on muscle, maybe there's a way they talk, there's a language they use. If it's baby boomers in particular, if it's uh, women with menopause, is there a, a type of vocab that they're using, kind of things that they use uh, because of that current situation they're in? Next is look at, uh, does, is there any other experts uh, or have their own celebrities or gurus in this area? And, you know, what you can do is establish, you know, some experts that already thrive in this market. So you can use them to, you know, piggyback off. And uh, it's just nice to know who else is really specialising in this area. All right. Uh, next, number three is, are these people willing and able to spend money for your product or service, of course? And when I'm, uh, when I'm pre-qualifying people, uh, especially in our business, if, if someone's inquired about doing a blueprint or getting coaching, there's really two questions that it boils down to. Once I, I speak to them and go, yeah, what they're wanting is something that we can cater for, uh, there's two questions before I go any further that I'm asking. And uh, you, you can, I definitely encourage you to do the same in your business because they're willing. Uh, you know, there might be some people that are able, you know, to do it but just not willing to do the work. And so it's a very powerful statement when you are talking to somebody to go, uh, look, Jason, there's two questions that I need to answer before we go any further. And there's only there's two questions before we work with anyone that we need to be answered. Number one is, are you willing? So you're willing to do what it takes to achieve the results. So you, are, you, are you willing to do that? You're willing to follow the program. You're willing to put the effort in, the work in uh, to, to, to get the results that you've just been telling me are very important to you to achieve. And uh, if I get a yes, I go, okay, great, all right. And uh, next is, are you able to? And by able to is like we've had a number of people that have wanted really to get a coach and help, but then when it can't be able to, they go, look, well, I've only got a budget of $30 per week. I go, well, for $30 per week, uh, you might as well just pay yourself, you know, and read some books because it's not going to match up. I'm joking, of course, but it's gonna not going to match up with, you know, the service that we can provide you. And... Uh, when someone does say that, I say, look, the reality is, is he's, he's the entry level amount of cost weekly that you're going to have to invest, you know, to get it. Now, if, if, uh, if you're unable to get the loan, um, to find a way to get the money, I'll explore that. If they just say physically their cash is 30, but I go, is there a way that you can, uh, you know, obtain the fee to get this, to get the results you want, to change the situation? If it's then no, I go, well, I mean, okay, well, at least you know what you've got to head towards. You, you've you're going to have to do some work, do whatever it takes to get yourself up to this level before we're ready to chat and go any further. And normally that's where often to the business mastery program or something along those lines, but, but you get it. So I always clarify these two questions and I recommend you do the same because the last thing you want to do is then get into a sales consult. You get to the end and it's just coming down to that, that money. They can't afford it. So I'd, um, I'd be getting some clarity about are they willing and able to invest because uh, like I said here, some people are willing to spend the money, but they aren't able, they're broke. And on the flip side, I've had plenty of people that have, can afford it, but they're just not willing to do the work. So in this business, I've seen it a lot. People have the money, pay for it, done it, and then they just don't do the work and don't front up. So you need to, you need to make sure you can answer these two questions um, before you, know, you, you would take someone on as a client. Next is... Uh, for those of you watching this now, just write down your 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 write down your experience or your feelings on the above and why. So when it comes to question three, so I guess you know, looking at your niche, now you might not be able to answer this right now, but you to the best of your ability, you go, this is the, the market or niche. I go, my feeling is, yeah, 
uh, my now feeling is, yeah, that people in this niche, they'd be willing and they'd be able to do it, maybe because they've, um, I've, had, I've seen plenty of evidence that that's the case. I've had the experience that that's been done. If for some reason it's, uh, you think it's not, you go, no, no, then you want to look at it or it's one no, you, you want to look at it and go, right, okay, well, how do I know that? Have I got some actual evidence of it? It's just my own personal opinion. A personal opinion doesn't count much for business. You want to make sure you've got some evidence or facts about it. Um, but then if you've done the evidence, you go, nah, look, the market that I'm to, they just wouldn't be willing to, uh, you know, to do the work or they wouldn't be able to do the work, then you, you, you know that that niche wouldn't be for you. But you, you've got to have proper evidence on that, not just you assuming that's the case. Right, well, that's, um, that wraps up this particular uh, first stage. We're going to move into to step two soon, and that'll lead us into this, and that's the cause. So uh, on my next webinar, what I'm going to do is start to cover this, and what it moves into is that people are certainly um, begging to be led, and I truly believe that that's the case as well. So now when we've got the niche part sorted out, we've, we start to work on that then the part is then go, well, how do we, how do we lead people? Because you know, it's where people are currently are, there's a lot of people that aren't in a situation with their, maybe the way they look, they feel not happy. So they actually want someone to come and lead them and show them that there is a way that they can get a breakthrough. And when we're clear on the niche market and we know who we're trying to serve and help, then it does make that process easier to demonstrate that from podcasts to videos to our marketing you know, to the way we deliver our message, all that becomes a lot easier to, to start to lead these people and they'll follow us and follow us because we know the way that we've done it. So the way that we stand out, the way we're not just standing, standing like a big chain gym or like every other trainer out there, it's because we've done this step one first. So I'm uh, really looking forward to getting into that part of it and uh, you'll you'll see a lot of similarities, the stuff that we've been doing over the last six months. And uh, of course, we always like to teach what we're doing, of course, and so you'll see that be reflected so look great to have you all on the uh, on the call today if you're watching this as a recording then uh, you know it's my intention you really ripped in and you do the work if you have watched this today go go through and spend the work time now this week put a time in your calendar straight away where you're going to follow up on some of these actions and spend the time and that's what's going to get the result so unless there's any questions on any of this stuff then um, it'll be goodbye for me and I'll just I'll just spend a moment there's one just come in Uh, thank you. Uh, my pleasure, Michaela. I hope that um, I hope you enjoyed that and that went uh, went well. All right. I can't see any other questions coming in, so that's going to be from by by for me. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I uh, look forward to uh, the next part of this uh, this particular recording.